welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. I have a great show for you today. It is just me. I get to say whatever I want. <laughs> and I don't have to... Um, <laughs> I, 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 I have been holding um, on to a lot of things that I want to talk to you about. Today's show is called Santa Claus and COVID and Vaccines. Oh, my. So um, it's been a while since I did the show myself and talked to you about what's going on in the world, and there's a lot to talk about. So I don't have to tell you that our world is in chaos. Um, no, we're suffering from crisis fatigue because we don't uh, have enough time to take a breath or heal from one crisis to the other, and we're suffering from coronavirus fatigue from that in particular. And now we're into holiday blues. Now, holiday blues is what happens to a lot of us, or to some degree all of us feel some extent of it, and it comes from um, feeling nostalgic for holiday seasons past. Uh, when we were the kids and our parents were running around trying to make the holidays wonderful for us, and we got to sit on Santa's lap, which um, not only do we not get to do that as adults now, <laughs> for the most part, but even our kids, many kids didn't get to do it this year because of coronavirus. Or if they did um, get to see Santa in person, there was a plexiglass in between them, and that is not quite the same. So um, I am going to be talking to you today about um, everything you ever wanted to know about coronavirus but we're afraid to ask. Well, maybe not everything you ever wanted to know about coronavirus, but a lot, because I keep up with this every single day. In fact, I often wake up in the middle of the night wanting to, uh, which is what I tell everybody not to do, but I'm doing it for you. Um, I wake up and I'm, I'm always looking into the news and, and um, seeing what's the latest with coronavirus and the vaccines and just every which way that... Um, you know, that things are changing um, in, with regard to coronavirus. So I'm going to be talking a lot about that and uh, the new stuff, you know, what you need to know. And um, I'm going to also have some fun with you talking about Santa. For example, I don't know if you are aware of this, but um, Dr. Fauci was on a television program recently uh, telling the world, telling kids, you know, whoever was watching, that he went to the North Pole to vaccinate Santa and thereby saved Santa from coronavirus. Did you believe that? Anyhow, I'll tell you more about that. I'll tell you about um, some fun stuff about Santa, uh, you know, and, and coronavirus. And, um, and also I'm going to be talking about why it is that COVID cases keep rising despite more and more severe mandates to wear masks, lock down, stay six feet apart, and as some of our hypocritical 
so-called experts say, stay home, cancel everything, and how that is, in fact, the reason why the cases are increasing. Um, It's a backlash to these Orwellian, George Orwell, you know, his 1984 book, which is a... uh, which was a um, uh, an omen of what actually is happening today. And I'm going to be telling you about why the public health campaign is to blame for this increase. So let's see, so much to cover. Where do I start? Um, well, let's start with the public health campaign, because that's one of the things that I feel most strongly about. You know, I am not only an MD... I'm a psychiatrist, um, and I also have a master's in public health, and I also have a, uh, I received a fellowship, you know, which is like a scholarship in grad school, a fellowship from the National Institutes of Mental Health to study epidemiology, to study, um, my specific research was in how to use the media to prevent and treat uh, psychological and physical illness. So I give you that preface, not to toot my own horn, but to um, explain how I have the background to say what I'm going to say about public health campaigns, and in particular, this public health campaign about coronavirus. Now, in psych, not psych, in public health 101, I mean, I, I spent three years studying public health, getting my master's, doing the research uh, for the fellowship and all that. And um, during those three years, uh, what they taught again and again and again was how when you have a public health campaign, it doesn't work if you just threaten people, scare people, punish people. And what has been happening to us ever since the pandemic began? We have been terrified. We are still being terrified. You know, you know how they do that? Um, well, lots of different ways, but in particular, one of the things that has the most, that gets to us the most emotionally is when they keep repeating uh, in some, on, some, on some television and radio shows, it's every hour, they repeat how many people uh, were, are positive, you know, new cases, how many people are in the hospital, how many people died. Um, and of course, you know, uh, we have seen on television and on the internet, we see how, what the deaths are like. In other words, the fact that when you die from COVID, you die alone, which is really the worst part of it because, you know, they don't let people, your relatives and loved ones in because they don't, of course, they don't want them to catch it. And so dying alone is really the worst part. And so all of that, you know, we, that has been made clear to us from the very beginning, and all of that is terrifying. So then when they continue with um, all these mandates, uh, and, you know, for example, the mayor of Los Angeles, Mayor Garcetti, he uh, said right before Thanksgiving, he said, stay home, cancel everything. And he didn't just mean Thanksgiving. It might have been uh, it was around Thanksgiving. I can't even remember if he said this before or after, but he was talking about cancel everything, like, indefinitely. So these are the kinds of things, and, and of course, you know, these mandates in some places come with uh, penalties. 
you know, um, fines. If you walk, uh, I remember an elderly man was fined $1,000 for walking in a park. And similarly, a mother with her children tried to take them to the park and was fined. And then um, there, in some places, uh, people are given bonuses if they tell on their neighbors, like if their neighbors um, are doing something that they're not supposed to do and they report it to the government <laughs> or the health department or whoever you're supposed to report it to, uh, they get some kind of bonus. This was especially done in, in Los Angeles in regard to businesses. If you see a restaurant or some other business being open or a hair salon being open when they're not supposed to be, then you can get um, some kind of a reward, a financial reward. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that George Orwell wrote about in 1984. And that used to be, um, well, it is a classic dystopian novel, but um, it used to be something that we would think of as never happening here. This is what happens in China, in Russia, in communist countries, never here, or so we thought. So, um, so how is this uh, affecting us? Why is, is it backfiring? Well, it's because, um, it's because people, it's been, the pandemic has been going on so long, you know, at the very beginning, although nobody really liked the idea of lockdowns and so on, um, people did it because, you know, we were led to believe <laughs> But that if we do all these things that they're telling us to do, that coronavirus or COVID would be over soon. And so it's just a temporary kind of inconvenience and um, it'll, be, it'll be over with. Um, well, we now see that it's not and people are losing patience. And they're especially losing patience because they see all of the, uh, the so-called experts, like particularly governors and mayors, telling us things that we should be doing. And then we, little by little, one by one, they have been exposed as not doing these things themselves. So we have Cuomo in New York, Governor Cuomo, who I think should be tried for murder, quite frankly, um, when this is over, because not only is he a hypocrite, like one example is uh, Thanksgiving, he told everybody to stay home and not to travel, and then he, you know, he lives in Albany, (laughs) the capital of New York, um, and he told his mother and his two daughters to come to Albany to visit him. So he was exposed in that way. And But why I say he should be tried for murder is because of the horrendous things that he did with nursing homes, um, where he had people who were still COVID positive uh, returned back to nursing homes and um, assistance um, places, you know, places where the elderly lived. And so needless to say, when they brought in COVID-positive patients, <laughs> what do you think happened, especially in an elderly population who are more susceptible to COVID um, than other people, I mean, also people with underlying illnesses, which, of course, the elderly have for the most part. So it was like... Um, it was like setting fire to um, a barn of hay. You know, it spread like wildfire, and lots of people died. And I think he should be tried for murder for that when this is all over. But in any case, so he's been shown to be a hypocrite. Governor Newsom, 
he's been shown to be a hypocrite with the famous picture of him inside a super expensive restaurant in Northern California, the French Laundry, where um, the meal was an outrageously expensive and it was uh, inside and there were lots of people in the dining room and uh, none of them, of course, had masks because they were eating dinner. So that what he was exposed. And what's interesting is that he has now been quarantined twice. And um, he blamed, the first time he blamed it on his kids. He said, uh, you know, not him not having a mask in this restaurant with tons of people there. No, 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 no. It had to have been his kids. He threw his kids under the bus. Um, and now he's in quarantine again. And uh, that now he's saying it was one of his staffers who turned out to be COVID positive. I mean, possibly it was. Um, but in any case, and then, uh, and then the latest, uh, and this was kind of sad. I didn't, wouldn't have expected this person to be a hypocrite because she seems so nice. <laughs> Dr. Burks, she was just, it's just in the news today. She was revealed to, in fact, after she said to not, you know, travel for Thanksgiving and not have lots of people from different households together for Thanksgiving, lo and behold, it turned out that she did just that. So the news today is that she is retiring because she was so embarrassed by um, being exposed like that, that she is retiring because of an overwhelming holiday travel scandal. So we're not going to be seeing her scarves anymore. That's kind of too bad. (laughs) Um, Anyhow, another one, another hypocrite, what is uh, a woman who was on the L.A. Board of Supervisors, and she left a meeting. She, they just had a meeting. Well, this was like a couple of weeks ago. They had a meeting where they voted, you know, for the closures of restaurants and, and all kinds of rules, and she voted, you know, for things to be shut down and so on. And what did she do just hours after she voted for everybody else to be shut down? She went to a restaurant. Fortunately, there are people with, lots of people with cameras these days, and so these people are being exposed. Um, but, you know, it's very sad, and that is one of the reasons why people are uh, hesitant to take the vaccine, because they are seeing, one, because they're sick and tired of being told what to do when people are hypocrites, the people who are telling them what to do, also because these things that they've been told uh, what to do about um, aren't stemming the tide of COVID, and so people are purposely rebelling. In fact, it is the strength with the degree to which this public health campaign is using punishment, threats, and fear tactics to that, in proportion to that, that is what is turning people into COVID-idiots, COVID-idiots, people who are purposely uh, rebelling and putting them in situations putting themselves in situations where they are more likely to get COVID. I mean, like, for for example, Thanksgiving. Now, I've been doing tons of media every day. I do television and or radio and um, giving people advice about uh, what to do in the pandemic and so on, you know, different as as the different phases and aspects went along. And, um, And one of the things that I was saying before Thanksgiving was not to cancel Thanksgiving. But then, as it turned out, <laughs> there were t- the amount of people who were flying for Thanksgiving 
was shocking. It even, it really greatly surprised me when I said, don't cancel Thanksgiving. I didn't mean that all these, everybody should go up in the air and fly all over the place. But it's so interesting because when you think about it, if we're being told to lock down, what is the thing to do to rebel? It's perfect. You, instead of staying in your home, you fly away. But, you know, that is responsible for some of this uh, increase that we see now. Of course, you know, one of the things that uh, it's so politically incorrect to say, but I, I, I talk about it when I can. I mean, when I get a chance, because, because mainstream media isn't talking about it. And that is that um, all these things, yes, you know, people flying and so on, of course, that contributed to the rise. Um, but what also is contributing, still contributing to the rise, um, even though you may not hear it as much in the media as you once did, is the fact that these protests and looting and um, all kinds of riots are going on. And for the most part, some of the people are wearing masks, but for the most part, they're not. And they're certainly in mobs. They're super close together, you know, whether they're wearing a mask or not. They're like, you know, um, side by side. And one of the things that happened recently that really got me angry um, was there was a uh, there was a riot, uh, a pro- so-called protest in Wisconsin. There's a street in Wisconsin where every year it's called Candy Cane Lane, and every year they have an annual fundraising um, day f- during cr- the Christmas holiday. And because the people in this area, it's a, you know, an affluent area, and they decorate their uh, homes to the extreme. And so people come and they pay to go into this area to walk down the street and look at all these lights and so on. And they collect this money and they use it and they give it to, um, to children with cancer, to a, a fund that helps children with cancer, children of all colors. So this um, protest... <laughs> riot came down the street and harassed the people who were, you know, in the street looking at the lightings and, and the celebrations and so on. And so what, did, what happened? They stopped people. They, you know, when people saw uh, that there was this mob, this aggressive um, mob in the street, it stopped more people from coming in that street. So what does that mean? It stopped more money being donated to kids with cancer. Now, that's the kind of thing that, is, that really makes me furious. Anyway, when we come back, we'll talk more about the vaccines. We'll talk about Santa Claus. And, um, and we'll also, oh, at the end, I'm going to, the, the <laughs> piece de resistance is when I tell you about all you need to know to um, protect yourself from COVID. Um, it, it's an anagram that I developed that will help you to remember all the things that, um, that you need to do that will keep you safe. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now back to the show. Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Don't write yourself and welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Um, today we're talking about Santa Claus and COVID and vaccines. Oh, my. Um, well, let's talk more about vaccines. I was saying that uh, the people are rebelling against this incredibly bad uh, public health campaign that uses fear and um, threats and uh, punishment to try to get us to do things to help ourselves to stay, uh, to prevent getting COVID and it's having the opposite reaction. So this is affecting people, um, some people saying no to the vaccine. Um, so I'm going to tell you some other reasons why people are saying no. You know, um, the vaccine has, two vaccines have just come out. And um, it is so interesting to see who is taking it and who isn't taking it so far. Um, we, one of the interesting parts is, uh, examples, is the um, Pfizer CEO, Albert Borla. He hasn't taken it, his Pfizer vaccine, um, because he gave a lame excuse. He said he doesn't want people to think that he's jumping the line. You know, <laughs> really, you think we're going to swallow that, Mr. Borla? Uh, he wants to see what other side effects there are going to turn out to be. That's all, not because he's just, just going to be concerned, con- but it'll be, um, he'll be seen as having jumped the line. I mean, that is just an excuse. But various people, uh, like the FDA chief and so on, various people have been shocked that these polls have been showing that um, uh, that a lot of people, you know, they expected people to be fighting with each other, clamoring over each other, you know, kind of like uh, Black Friday, people standing outside stores. You remember how it used to be anyway? Um, 
So they expected that kind of thing. People getting up in the middle of the night, I mean, theoretically, metaphorically, getting up in the middle of the night to stand in line to get a COVID vaccine. Well, that ain't happening. And um, yes, as it turns out, there aren't, you know, enough to for everybody at this point in any case. But but here are some reasons why people aren't uh, jumping for joy to take it. There are seven reasons. First of all, the public health campaign was a disaster, as I was saying. Second of all, the lack of trust in authorities, including doctors whose prior attempts to prevent or treat COVID-19 failed. I mean, these so-called experts. Also, politicians, who I was just talking about in terms of them being hypocrites. Then also the fear of side effects, because some people are afraid that this vaccine hasn't been tested enough and people don't want to be guinea pigs, especially after we have begun to see some side effects. For example, in the UK, um, early on, there were two people who had allergic reactions that were so bad that um, they have now in the UK made sure that there are resuscitation areas next to where people are getting the vaccine. (laughs) Come take the vaccine. Yeah, you might need to be resuscitated, but hey, (laughs) it's right next door, so don't worry about it. Right. Um, Also, in Australia, there's been a weird side effect. effect. They found out that uh, some people who got vaccines, so this is not a huge number of people. I mean, so far, you know, the number of vaccines given out um, have not, has not been huge yet. But in any case, in Australia, there were some people who got the vaccine and then had a false positive on an HIV test. Now, that's not a side effect that you want to have. Um, in Russia... Uh, this is a, isn't exactly a side effect per se. They have a different vaccine, um, and they are telling people not to have alcohol for two months. Now, first of all, in Russia, really, not to have alcohol for two months, not to have vodka? I don't know what they're thinking. But in any case, um, for people who are heavy drinkers, and certainly for people who are alcoholics, cutting, stopping drinking cold turkey can kill you. You know, you, have, you should be in a uh, rehab place. There, you have to detox from it slowly. There are certain, there's a way to detox safely from um, a habit of heavy drinking or being an alcoholic. Now, um, you know, it's interesting that we haven't been hearing, there have been a few other cases. There was something in Alaska, I think an allergic reaction in Alaska. There was someone who fainted. Um, we haven't been hearing a whole lot of side effects since these first ones, which is kind of interesting because I don't think that the side effects have suddenly stopped. I think there is some kind of uh, a memo going out uh, telling people to not report it to the media because then that would discourage other people from getting it. Well, like, yeah. Um, and now what's, what's particularly worrisome about side effects um, is that is that the way that it is set up, Big Pharma can't be sued for side effects or for anything. So there is a, um, an organization or a body that is supposed to, if you have side effects or you have some kind of complaint against a company that is part of Big Pharma, you can bring your complaint to this company, but the company or, or organization is made up of people from Big Pharma. So the likelihood of their thinking that, oh, yes, you deserve millions of dollars 
for your pain and suffering um, or emotional distress or whatever side effect you had is quite unlikely. Now, what else? Let me tell you some other reasons why people are not getting the vaccine. Um, Also, this is my big thing, uh, fear of succumbing to Big Brother and furthering a 1984 Orwellian society. That is, uh, I am not planning on taking the vaccine. And um, my main reason is, I mean, yes, of course, I would like to see what happens as far as uh, side effects. I mean, it's kind of like um, not buying a car in the very first year that it comes out. Because you want to see if it's a lemon or whether there are problems that other people who buy the car discover. But that's not the number one reason. The number one reason I am not planning on taking it is that um, I am very concerned about uh, America turning into a big brother state and uh, an Orwellian society. And there are already plans in that regard. In other words, um, even though the federal government can't technically pass a law to um, make it a crime, let's say, uh, if you don't take the vaccine, they can do things that would very much encourage you strongly to take it. Like, for example, they might make it a requirement for getting a passport or a passport renewed. Um, What we have seen so far is that um, companies like um, Ticketmaster, has have said that they want you to either have the vaccine or to have tested negative uh, 24 to 72 hours before the concert or whatever, the play, whatever the event is that you want tickets for. So, and, and then um, there are airlines that are starting to require or plan to in the future require people to have uh, proof of having gotten the vaccine before they let you on the airline. Now, that, is a, that would be something that might well be, um, you know, one of these things that require you to get, have proof of a vaccine like the airlines, um, you know, that might be something where in the end, at the end of the day, I might have to succumb <laughs> um, to getting a vaccine if I want to fly, which I like to do to speak and uh, to, you know, vacation, travel and all over. So, you know, that might be something. But on the other hand, there, the the uh, polls are showing that approximately 50% of people don't want to get the vaccine. So it might be hard for places in the end, you know, when, when more people, when it's not just right now, it's being given primarily to uh, frontline health workers and the elderly. Um, but when it starts being more available to the public, uh, that's when these things are going to start to go into effect. They already are making a, an ID card, a kind of, um, what do they call it, an immunity card. Uh, that's, they're going to issue an immunity card to all Americans so that the CDC can track who has had a COVID-19 vaccine, how many you have had, when you had it, and all kinds of other personal information. Uh, does that not sound like um, 1984 to you? So um, that is, you know, that is very uh, concerning. But, like, if, if so many people don't want to get it in the end, then um, places like Ticketmaster or airlines may not be able to uh, require proof of your having gotten the vaccine or else they're going to kind of go out of business. Um, what else? Uh, Oh, <laughs> there have been some presidents who have said that they would take 
the vaccine on camera like Obama and Clinton and Bush. I don't know that they have done that yet. Biden supposedly took it and Pence uh, supposedly took it. They were on, they were filmed taking the vaccine. Of course, how are we supposed to know what re- is really in that vaccine, you know, in the syringe? Um, we wouldn't know for sure that it is uh, the vaccine, the real vaccine. And President Trump hasn't taken it yet, um, which is good because it really might not be safe for people who have had COVID already like he has. So I'm sure he is planning on waiting. Uh, Dr. Fauci just took the vaccine. He um, took the Moderna vaccine, which is the company that he has been more connected to in terms of uh, will probably be more uh, likely to get money from the Moderna vaccine. Now, it's so interesting because it's like he doesn't think people are watching or these other people don't think people are watching. I mean, if he gets the Moderna vaccine, you don't think people are going to be thinking, oh, well, if he got Moderna, I should get that instead of Pfizer. I mean, you know, all of these things have an impact, of course. So um, what else in terms of why people, uh, let's see. Some people believe still the coronavirus is a hoax or at least not as serious for them if they aren't over 80 or they don't have underlying medical conditions. And then the most important reason I already mentioned at the beginning, which is rebellion against one mandate after another, punishing them like they were naughty children. So that's why people aren't standing in line to get uh, vaccines. So, um, okay, let's see. Maybe I can talk to you now about Santa Claus. Um, it's really kind of sad that, um, you know, Santa Claus is one of the magical things, perhaps the most magical thing about Christmas or the holidays for kids. Uh, and this year, with some malls not allowing Santa to be there at all or allowing there to be a Santa, uh, but he has to be behind plexiglass, um, you know, it has very, it has, uh, it has really, dis- you know, dis- disappointed, damaged, destroyed kids more than, than I think a lot of people realize. Because first of all, you know, this is their opportunity to ask Santa to bring them things for Christmas. To you know, and um, and if they if they don't get to sit on his lap, don't get to ask him in person then they really don't feel like he's going to listen to them or, you know, know what to bring them. Um, also, you know, there's just the hug, Santa putting you on, on his lap. It's a, a warm kind of feeling, um, and you don't get that behind plexiglass. Then, of course, also kids have been wondering and asking parents questions about, is Santa going to get coronavirus? Or, like, especially if they, if they you know, our parents are telling them, no, we can't. Uh, go to the usual place that we go to to sit on Santa Claus's lap because we don't want to get Santa sick or Santa might get you sick. I mean, whatever they're coming up with, um, you know, it's a very awkward conversation I know that parents are having. And so, so you know, it's up to the parents to, to um, talk to kids however they think, you know, whatever their way of describing Santa Claus, however they have done this traditionally and so on. Um, but it does certainly bring, it, it, it's hard to keep 
the conversation about coronavirus out of the equation when you're talking about Santa Claus. Because, you know, Santa Claus is a high risk for COVID. He's overweight. He is um, older. He is, uh, he flies all over the world, right? <laughs> At least he's not in an airplane. He's, uh, he's breathing, you know, the fresh air. And uh, just, uh, it's just his reindeer that are there with him. But he does climb down dusty chimneys and he kisses many mommies. <laughs> so you can see why some kids might be worried that Santa is going to get COVID. Um, so, so this is, you know, this is a, uh, this is a cause for concern, but again, parents can, I mean, you know, I believe that kids should be allowed to believe in Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and other things that are magical, uh, in their life because so much that is magical has been taken away from them that we don't want to take Santa Claus away from them during the holidays either. So, um, so here, let me tell you about Dr. Fauci. Oh, oh, I see we're coming up on a break. Well, when we come back, <laughs> I will tell you about Dr. Fauci and the disaster. I mean, this man has been a disaster um, from day one. And, you know, he's, he told us to care. He, going back and forth and back and forth on just about everything, including Christmas. He told us to cancel Christmas, and he told us not to cancel Christmas. I mean, he just wants to do what people, when people don't seem to like what he's saying, then he changes it, and then he changes it back. I mean, which is part of the reason why people can't trust what he tells people to do, you know, telling us to do. He certainly is one of the biggest hypocrites that we have in this campaign. Well, okay, we do need to take a break now. When we come back, I will tell you about the Fauci fiasco. I like that, Fauci fiasco. And, um, and I will tell you about uh, my anagram. This is all you need to know to protect yourself from COVID. Now, you know, obviously I can't guarantee that 100%, but what I can guarantee is if you follow this anagram that I'll tell you about, you will certainly have a stronger immune system and you will have better health and whether, you know, even when COVID is over, this is something that you need to practice every day. Parents, kids, everybody. So come back and I will tell you all about it. This is Dr. Carol's Couch. Thank you for listening. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the Terrorism Hotline. 
And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about Santa Claus and COVID and vaccines. Oh, my well, um, I promised we would start off with the Fauci fiasco, and um, uh, that is what happened there, is that Dr. Fauci um, went on a television show, CNN's Sesame Street, ABC's of COVID-19 Town Hall, and he showed kids uh, his he, he made, he pretended that he was, uh, well, let me just, he, he told kids that he saved Santa Claus. He told them, you know, like from COVID, he said, exactly, I'll tell you the words. I have to say, this is Dr. Fauci on the television show, and he said, I have to say, I took care of that for you, took care of, you know, kids' worries about Santa Claus, because I was worried that you'd all be upset. So what I did a little while ago, I took a trip up there to the North Pole. I went there and I vaccinated Santa Claus myself. Now, what's wrong with this? What, do you see anything wrong with this? Do you think there's uh, on, on Sesame Street yet? So we know that there were a lot of kids watching this. Um, I'll tell you what's wrong with that. Kids may not see Mommy kissing Santa Claus, but many kids saw Fauci vaccinating him and ruining Christmas magic, or at least talking about having vaccinated him. So here's why this is bad. Santa is one of the few magical parts of the holidays that many kids still believe in, and parents have had a hard enough time this year keeping the magic alive. So it's confusing at best, if not downright unbelievable to most kids, that Dr. Fauci went to the North Pole to give Santa an injection. This puts the whole concept of Santa into disbelief. Plus, it starts kids wondering more about whether Santa will get COVID-19, which is a real downer, Um, and parents are going to have to scramble to explain it. I mean, in other words, if they hadn't worried about him being too fat and too old and all that kind of stuff before, uh, his giving him a vaccine isn't necessarily going to convince kids that he won't get COVID. 
Um, most kids, as I was saying, didn't get to sit on Santa's lap this year. Or if they did, there was likely plexiglass between them. And this distanced them from the hugs and the warmth of Santa and made it harder for them to believe that Santa will grant their wishes and bring them presents. Some kids, as I was saying before, may have well been concerned already about Santa because of the risk factors that he has. Um, But there are better ways for parents to tell the kids that he's safe rather than telling him that he got a vaccine. You know, what about parents who don't believe in the vaccines for the various reasons that I just talked to you about? Um, So how are they going to tell kids, you know, and and what about the kids who ask their parents, oh, well, so you didn't get a vaccine yet, so does that mean that you're going to get COVID? I mean, it brings up a whole, opens up um, a whole (laughs) hornet's nest. And then the saddest part is that Dr. Fauci missed a golden opportunity. Instead of promoting vaccines, which kids can't get at this point anyway, he should have told kids how they can protect themselves from COVID-19, which is what I'm going to tell you about uh, right now. You know, um, he, what he did was called product placement. I mean, I, I, you know, I've talked before, I believe, about how Big Pharma um, and Fauci and um, other you know, people are going to be benefiting from the uh, selling of the vaccines. You know, it's not individuals who are paying for it, but it's the government or their hospital or different organizations, companies that are paying for the vaccine. And Big Pharma uh, is going to be making a ton of money. So um, by Dr. Fauci giving Santa a vaccine that is promoting vaccines, it's promoting the safety of vaccines because people wouldn't want to think, oh, you know, he's giving Santa something dangerous. Of course, wait, if we start hearing more about more uh, side effects, then if the kids who saw this are going to wonder, is Santa going to um, have an allergic reaction? You know, just something like that. Okay, so so this was, uh, it's, it's, so it was called product placement. It's when you get your product, whether that's a book or a washing machine or any kind of a product, on a television show or in a movie, and you usually have to pay money for that because that um, that's, um, gives the audience um, the, you know, that sells whatever product you are putting in, in the movie or the television show because, you know, it shows that this, it's an endorsement. It's a huge endorsement. Okay, so, so now I'm going to tell you about um, the Heal Myself. Heal Myself is an anagram, and if you do this every day, you will, I mean, I can't promise you, obviously, I can't give you a guarantee. Dr. Carroll said I wouldn't get COVID-19 if I do this every day. Obviously, you know, I can't promise that, guarantee that. However, um, each of the things I'm recommending have been backed by scientific studies to uh, improve, strengthen your immune system and keep you healthy. So it's not a stretch (laughs) Uh, that if you put them all together, you will be especially powerful in terms of your immune system, and it will also decrease your stress, all of these things. So the anagram, again, is HEAL MYSELF, H-E-A-L, MYSELF, and each of these letters stands for something that you need to do every day. So H is healthy, nutritious food. E is exercise which are uh, preferably done in the sun, such as walking in the sun or hiking in the sun, because the sun is very helpful in terms of um, 
you know, protecting you from, from, uh, from COVID and really from any illness. And, uh, but if you can't, if you're where you live, if you're not allowed to go outside your house, then you can dance in your living room. A is for aromatherapy. You can put candles or flowers around your home, um, and different scents cause you to cause your mood to be uplifted. Then L is laughter. One hour a day of laughter at least, and that can be uh, watching sitcoms, watching romantic comedy movies. Um, if you have kids, watching cartoons with your kids. At the very least, you can Google jokes. You can look at YouTube for funny videos. But you have to have at least one hour a day, and that has been proven to have incredible results uh, in terms of strengthening your immune system and decreasing your stress. Then, so that was HEAL, H-E-A-L. M is meditation or calming music. Y is your choice of vitamins and supplements. S is sleep. Try to get eight hours a night. E is engaged with friends and family to support each other. L is limit your daily intake of gloom and doom. You know, a lot of people have the uh, TV or the radio on 24-7. And what do you think it does to you when you keep uh, seeing the statistics or hearing the statistics? I mean, in my car, I turn on the radio, and every time it's... um, uh, I hear, you know, how many more people in California died or how, or how the hospitals, the IC, now the ICUs are filled to capacity. Um, now, of, you know, what do you do? Of course, you feel horrible, but, I mean, is that going to make you, what can you do about it? Um, you know, I mean, you know, what they're trying, this is, goes back to the, the horrible um, um, campaign, the horrible public health campaign. This is more fear, uh, terrifying you, trying to get you, to um, to feel so afraid that you listen to all the things that they tell you. Now, I'm not, I want to make something clear. I'm not saying that you shouldn't wear masks or you shouldn't be six feet apart or you should or shouldn't, you know, get together for Christmas um, or New Year's or whatever. I'm saying, however, that each person needs to do their own research, consult a lot of different sources. Don't just watch one channel or don't just look at on the Internet for one uh, print Outlet, um, you know, find out or, or listening to the radio. Don't just, you know, in L.A., for example, um, we have KNX that is very pro, very staunch, you know, backs the governor and the mayor and very, you know, strong with this, uh, um, you know, campaign of, um, of doing all these things or you're going to die, basically. And then we have KFI, which is much more, which is anti uh, the other extreme, anti-masks and anti-closing you know, closing the restaurants and so on. So you have to have a balance. You have to figure out what, whether there's a bias in whichever media outlet you go to and then try to balance the outlets, whether it's television, radio, or print, and, you know, and online. Okay, so where was I? Um, I think I said engage with friends and family to support each other, uh, and that can be by phone or Zoom. Or, um, or if you feel comfortable meeting in person. L is limit your daily intake of gloom and doom. Oh, I think that's where I was, yes. And then F is follow your passion. You know, before the lockdowns, before the pandemic and the lockdowns, we were all running around like little hamsters. And now that we, the one good thing about the lockdown 
is that we uh, have less time, spend less time on the road, and we have more time to do things, the things that we always wanted to do, like call an old friend or read a book that you, that's still sitting in a dusty corner that you haven't gotten to, um, or you know, writing a novel, or whatever your passion is. Now you have more time to follow it. So again, heal myself. Healthy, nutritious food, exercise, aromatherapy, laughter, meditation or calming music, your choice of vitamins and supplements, sleep eight hours a night, uh, E, engage with friends and family to support each other, L, limit your daily intake of gloom and doom, and F, follow your passion. I promise you that if you do these things, although I can't guarantee you're never going to get sick, um, I can guarantee that the chances will be a lot less and that uh, because your immune system will be a lot stronger, you will have a lot less stress. I mean, look at all of these things. They are not only things that help your body, but um, they help your mind. You know, laughter, there used to be in Reader's Digest, there always was a, and I think there still is, a section that, that says, that's titled, Laughter is the Best Medicine. And that's been there for years, for decades. And, uh, and it is true. And... Um, you know, so there are all of these things that I mentioned either cost nothing, you know, or they cost a little bit, like uh, the aromatherapy. If you buy buy flowers, you know, or you could buy a plant that would be cheaper <laughs> than replacing flowers every couple of days. Aromatherapy candles aren't that expensive. You can do all of this. You can order all these things online, and um, you don't even have to go out of your house to do these things. And of course. You know, most of the things cost no money at all, um, and it is certainly worth your time to, because, because I guess one thing I want to clarify is stress itself is what weakens your immune system. So every time, for example, that you hear these horrible statistics, that is stressing you out, and that is weakening your immune system, and what is that doing that's making you more vulnerable to COVID-19? And, um, and anything else that's flying around out there. So, again, I am not telling you, other than telling you to heal yourself <laughs> with this anagram that spells out heal myself, um, I am not telling you whether to, you know, what to do, because that is, that's the thing that I feel most strongly about, that you shouldn't be told what to do. You should be engaged in doing these things to help yourself. And so I hope that I have engaged you and following the Heal Myself routine, um, and that will last you for your whole life, even once coronavirus has passed. So thank you for listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 